Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a weekly program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. This program is brought to you by Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and for the next half hour, I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will help you expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. So many are tired of trying harder to live the Christian life. I've got great news for you. You can stop trying. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Welcome to Still Growing in Grace. Glad you came back this week to tune in to a great message of encouragement and hope. Uh, My hope is that this show will create a hope-filled lens and a hope-filled perspective on what the scriptures say about who God is, what God says about you, and how wonderfully he loves you. And that's what this whole show is about. We don't stop growing. We keep maturing. We keep learning. We keep expanding our understanding of God's phenomenal love for us. And as we begin to understand God's love for us, we will begin to love ourselves better treat ourselves better, think more highly, not just of ourselves in the ego kind of way, but to view ourselves the way God sees us. When we begin to see ourselves that way, something profound is going to happen very quickly. And this is important to hear. You will actually begin to see other people the way God sees them. This is great news. The last couple of weeks we have been talking about uh, what we could do if we knew God's will. And the last, I think, three to four weeks we've been talking about uh, the idea that we can know what God's will is. And it's not that mystical. It's not some weird, tiny diamond that we have to find on a white sand beach. And he won't even tell us which part of the beach it's on, but it's up to us to try and figure it out. That is not at all what knowing God's will is about. God has made it very simple. The scriptures point out to some very clear, explicit understandings of what it means to know God's will and how to walk in God's will. It's a lot easier than we ever thought. If you missed the previous episodes, you're welcome to go to growingingrace.ca and you'll find links there to the previous programs, the podcasts. You can even watch on YouTube. Yes, on YouTube. You can watch this video. These are all being recorded and I hope that this will benefit so many people. Today, we're going to continue uh, the steps to real maturity. This is probably one of my favorite texts in all of scripture that expresses the potential of if there's going to be steps to growing in grace, these seem to be those steps. Uh, Just like we talked about the scripture in 1 John 2, where it says, I speak to children and I speak to young men, I speak to adults. Uh, There's a, a growing chain of maturity there that is really important to know. But this particular text is something that I think will allow us permission to grow slowly. There's, it'll reduce or eliminate the idea of competition. 
I do believe in the Christian religion, there is a lot of ridiculous competition between church leaders, uh, uh, not just the pastors. We're talking everybody, Sunday school leaders, deacons, elders, all that stuff. Um, the stuff that can cause a lot of chaos, not peace. And there seems to be a jockeying for position in some church roles. And it's not so much about... Um, uh, the love of Christ in some circles, but it's about having achieved a rank, uh, a forced role that has to be respected, a certain position. Well, I don't think that is what Christ intended for any of us. He's intended us to grow to mature, to know him better, and eventually love everybody better. And you'll see what, I, what I'm talking about from the text I'm going to share with you today. This is quite a powerful one. If you've not heard this one before, you're going to enjoy it. I will be reading it from two different translations. Um, the one that's easiest to understand at first is called the New Living Translation. So 2 Peter 1. Let's, let's dive into what true, authentic maturity should look like. And if you're like me, I have grown up in the church world. And in that church world, there's, again, there are roles. There are, if you're a teacher, then you need to be revered as a teacher. If you're a pastor, apparently you're supposed to be obeyed. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's mistaken, mistaught. Uh, it's not about your rank and serial number. This is about being Christ, as in literally Christ in you to others. And who is Christ in you and having that relationship within you. That's really what this is about. It should look like love and like professional servers, as in we serve each other. Remember, Jesus came. He didn't come to rule to take over the, the Pharisees, to take over the Sanhedrin or the Essenes. He didn't come to do any of that. He did not come to update the religious system. He came to abolish it and then replace it with, get this, listen carefully, with himself. Yes, Jesus came to replace that whole legalistic law-based system with himself. And so now we have the new covenant of love written in us, on our hearts, not from a book. The Bible is a great book. We need it. There's much to learn from it. But we don't live by the book. We live by the life of Christ which is different. Now, don't hear that I'm mocking the scriptures, not at all. If that's what you're hearing, that may reveal how steeped in religion you just might be and didn't realize it. So, let's get to some good news. Let's, let's turn this around real quick. 2 Peter 1, it begins like this in verse 2. May God bless you with his special favor and wonderful peace. That's a great way to start. So, Right away, we're already told something profound of how God sees us. He has special favor on us, and there is a wonderful peace here that he's blessed us with. Okay? So, and again, here we go. May God bless you with his special favor and wonderful peace as you come to know Jesus, our God and Lord, better and better. Huh. Pause there for a moment. It says, getting to know him better and better. This means we have not arrived, which is why this program is called Still Growing in Grace, because none of us arrive. 
The moment you arrive, you're more focused on self and your attention, your position, and your role and rank in the Christian world. Well, that is not what Jesus came to do. He came to destroy that uh, system of power, and he came to set us free from any legalistic rules. And I love that. And he has done everything to make us right. Here we go. This is We're called to know him better and better. Number Verse 3 of 2 Peter 1, New Living Translation says, As we know Jesus better, his divine power gives us everything we need for living a godly life. Did you catch that? It's in this journey. It's as we are walking. It's as we are learning and growing in our knowledge and understanding of Jesus. It's as we know him better, then his divine power gives us everything everything we need. Now, he has already given us his divine power. We are waking up to the truth of how much of it is in us. This is what's so profound about this text. As we know Jesus better, his divine power gives us everything we need for living a godly life. He has called us. That is his will. He has called us to receive his own glory and goodness. Oh, you want to know what God's will for you is? He's given you his will. The will of God is not some mystical thing to be found. It is a person to be enjoyed. The will of God is Jesus in you, and he wants you to know what and who is in you. So verse 5, 2 Peter 1, it says, so Make every effort to apply the benefits of these promises to your life. (laughs) We're called to know Jesus better and better. And as we know him better and better, he'll give us his divine power and understanding. But then it says, make every effort. Now, some people that think that because we're under grace, we don't have to put any effort into anything. This is clearly not true. That is a very childlike, pablum food, baby food way of seeing this. We're, we're called to grow up. If, if you keep using that terminology that, oh, we don't have to do anything. Jesus has done it all. He'll get my attention. That is true. He will. But guess what? When he does get your attention, and maybe you're just not listening, <laughs> maybe he's trying to draw you into uh, living a life of love to others that you are not aware of yet. So it says here, we're reminded, make every effort to apply the benefits. The benefits are you have his life, you have his power, divine power. It's all in you. This is incredible. And then it says, then your faith will produce a life of moral excellence. (laughs) Yep. This all flows in a certain direction. I grew up uh, having been told that I must act a certain way. I must act morally. And it begins with the acts of morality, not a relationship with Christ. Even though, yes, it was emphasized, I was led to believe. That's at least, I'm just telling you, this is what I heard. That I had to watch my behavior because God would be very displeased with my behavior if I acted a certain way. In fact, I was told he can't even handle being around me when I act immorally or in in a very unreverent way. Uh, He has to run away and hide himself and then he comes back later when I've cleaned myself up. It's ridiculous. Just crazy. Here we're told that these promises are called, we're called to live a moral life because it's going to come out of something that's produced. 
Jesus is going to produce this moral life, not our self-effort. We've got the cart before the horse. We have told people you need to clean up and, and get your life together. Then Jesus will love you and accept you. Stop saying that ridiculous phrase. This is about Jesus having come, made things right already. Now believe it and watch him change you from the inside out as you know him better and better. If you remember from a previous show, we've talked about the faith. It says, then your faith will produce a life of moral excellence. Well, what's that word faith? That faith is a gift. You didn't even muster that up. You can't muster that up. The faith you have has been given to you. It is the faith of Christ that we live by. We don't live by our faith. Our faith has been given to us as a gift. So this faith that we grow in and become more aware of, uh, this will lead to moral excellence. Then it goes on to say, a life of moral excellence leads to knowing God better. Huh, what does that mean? I thought we just finished talking about knowing God better, and that knowing Him better will lead to moral excellence, and now it's telling us that moral excellence will lead us to knowing God better. Yes, it's a rotation. It's a constant, constant growing. We will begin to see that true grace says no to ungodliness. There's no such thing as greasy grace. You cannot use grace as a license to sin. It is ridiculous. And anybody who preaches that or talks about it like that, you know what? Their pendulum has swung too far the other way. They need love and acceptance. Bring them back and be kind to them. They need extra kindness because they're already wounded and trying to deal with their faith and all the wrestling and deconstruction that they may be walking through. Verse 8, it says, The more you grow like this, the more you become productive and useful in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Would you like to be more productive? Would you like to be useful in your faith? Useful in your Christian walk? <laughs> I sure do. Well, join us back for the second half as we dig into these key verses that show us how to mature and grow in Christ. See you in a moment. Martin Small Engines and Auto Clinic in Elmira is more than small engines. Like their name says, Martin's is also a full-service auto clinic focused on automotive repair and service, brakes, tires, local lockout service, and so much more. Whatever you need, Martin's can do it. For that small-town feel with large shop quality, trust a team that really cares. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic, Industrial Drive Elmira and martinselmira.com. Mark Wilson's Better Used Cars in Guelph is not your typical used car lot. Customers who shop there get the insider treatment, especially when buying from the insider man, Rod Sider. Rod will help you select a late model car, truck, van, or SUV from their large selection of vehicles, and he'll work with your budget. Call the insider man at 519-836-2900, extension 287, or visit Mark Wilson's Better Used Cars at the corner of Whitelaw Road and Highway 24, Guelph, and ask for the insider man. Welcome back to Still Growing in Grace, the second part. Thank you for taking time to listen to our sponsors. Without them, this show could not happen. And I thank you for that. And thank you for those who are sponsoring this program and, and funding it and donating. Please feel free to donate and encourage. If you are blessed by this, please make a quick donation. Every little bit makes it possible to stay on the air. And I love having great news to share. Let's jump back into 2 Peter 1. I, I finished off with verse 8 in the uh, first half of our, today's program, but I want to reread it because I think it's very important. 
It says the more you grow like this, the more you will become productive and useful in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I, I have felt like my knowledge of Christ has not been useful. It's been difficult. I grew up in the church world, so I'm trying to outdo that person over there. Or uh, I hear another preacher is better, so I want to learn how to be better than that one. But those are immature thoughts. And I want to become productive and useful, not in a, um, a pattern of performance, okay, performance-based acceptance, but instead I want to become mature and allow the Holy Spirit to use me, to guide me, to change my tone, and, and also change how I see others uh, as in Christ. Uh, that th- These are big changes that must happen. Now, here's what happens if you do not develop them. Verse 9 warns us, but those who fail to develop these virtues are blind or at least very short-sighted. They have already forgotten that God has cleansed them from their old life of sin. That verse should shock you. If it doesn't, either you are growing in grace like crazy, which is wonderful, or you may not have caught the intensity of what this verse means. We're called to grow and be mature. Nothing um, that is healthy, uh, everything that's healthy, rather, grows. You are a growing being, a person growing, while your faith needs to grow as well. And there are people who don't grow. They, they kind of get stagnant. Uh, the church I grew up in called them backslidden, whatever that means. Uh, honestly, it just means you've forgotten. And that's what Peter's writing here. Those who fail to develop these virtues are blind or at least very short-sighted. They have already forgotten that God has cleansed them from their old life of sin. Did you know you're clean? Did you know your sins are fully forgiven? Absolutely. In fact, in a few weeks, uh, I will be starting a, a series on healing life's hurts through understanding forgiveness. This is probably one of the most profound series I've ever ever taught. And I hope to bring it here to this Still Growing in Grace program, as well as on YouTube. And I think it's going to become a time to grow and mature and not only grow and mature, but unlearn some huge misconceptions that have been taught or we've been led to believe in the church world regarding the topic of forgiveness. But if you want a quick sneak peek on one category of this, uh, I will be talking about our forgiveness from our Heavenly Father, uh, which is what this verse is addressing. But I'm going to be addressing relational forgiveness. How do we do this between you and I, forgiving one another? We're figuring out the vertical forgiveness, but we don't talk much about the horizontal one. How do we work it out, especially when life hurts so badly? And we're going to unpack that in a beautiful way in a few weeks. So please stay tuned for that. But this scripture is telling us we have already been forgiven. We have already been cleansed. A past tense verse. Second Peter 1. Have fun with that. I will take us to this next one. Oh my goodness, you're going to love this. I'm going to read this now from the, the um, Passion Translation, the same text, 2 Peter. You've just heard it through the New Living Translation. Now I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it all the way through so you capture it in one gust of breath. A great piece of awesome spirit good news. It goes like this, 2 Peter 1 verse 3. Everything we could ever need for life 
and complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by his divine power. I just can't get over that one. I, I just think that is fantastic news. I don't know about you, but I've felt lacking at times. There are times I don't feel like I've got all the maturity or all the all the gifts. I need to ask God for more patience, more wisdom, more. We don't. We can ask God to reveal the patience in us. We can ask God to reveal the, the questions and, and the power that's already dwelling in us. Ask that to become reality to us. It's there, but we're not seeing it. We're asking for the experience of what is already true. And I'll continue here. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him, who has called us by his name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price, so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature, by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. Verse 5, 2 Peter 1, Passion Translation. So, devote yourselves to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness, and to goodness, understanding, and to understanding, add the strength of self-control, and to self-control, add patient endurance, and to patient endurance, add godliness, and to godliness, add mercy towards your brothers and sisters, and mercy towards others, add an unending love. Since these virtues are already planted deep within us, and you possess them in abundant supply, they will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. But if anyone lacks these things, he is blind constantly closing his eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting his innocence for his past sins have been washed away. Oh boy. I hope you caught all that good news. I want to zoom in on verse seven again. And uh, I didn't think I highlighted it previously. Oh, because I didn't have it there. So this, this idea of one thing leads to the next to grow. So we begin by knowing God better, which leads to uh, moral living and on and on. Then that next thing leads to self-control. Self-control leads to patient endurance, to godliness and so on. But the one part here that blew my mind that I thought was super encouraging. And if you read it too quickly, you will pass over it way too fast. It says, uh, and to godliness, add mercy towards your brothers and sisters. In another translation, I believe it is the New Living Translation, it says, uh, you'll grow to love your fellow Christians, your fellow brothers and sisters. But it's supposed to go even more. This is the part that blew my mind. It makes sense. We're supposed to love each other, love fellow Christians. Isn't that great? But then it says the fruit of all this will grow to have a love, a genuine love for everybody. Yes, everybody. This is the kind of love Christ has come to bring to us and the love he has put in us. We cannot forget this. In Matthew 9, 29, 
it says this, he touched their eyes saying, it shall be done to you according to your faith. Or the New Living Translation says, because of your faith, it'll happen. The message says, become what you believe. And the Passion, Passion Translation says, you will have what your faith expects. There is a good case to be made that whatever we think about and what we believe can limit our experience of the overwhelming fullness of Christ in us. If we don't think and do not believe we have all the divine power and life of Christ in us, we're going to come and approach that topic from a place of lack, a place of not believing. Well, when you're not going to believe it, you're not going to experience it because you don't believe it. You've closed yourself off as you believe whatever your faith is according to your faith. Let Jesus transform your faith. Let's find good news. Let's find a way to make this better. Romans 8.28, some of you will recognize this one. This is from the Passion Translation. It says, So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are His lovers who have been called to fulfill His designed purpose. Paul is very powerful in this text. He is saying he is convinced that every detail of our lives is woven together into God's perfect plan. It is God who is in charge of his will to be worked out in our lives. It is not up to you. God is the initiator. You are the responder. You don't get to initiate with God. You only, uh, what you think you're initiating has already been planted there by God himself in the first place. You are a responder. This helps us look at how we are to grow. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, We can draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of Lord Jesus Christ. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. I want to keep growing in grace. Don't you? Well, join us back each week as we teach and share how to grow in grace. And I hope you've been encouraged today to discover that the will of God is not a plan to be figured out, but rather a person who already lives in you. God loves you. We'll chat with you next time. Looking for adventure in the great outdoors? It's not far from your own backyard at Conestoga River Horseback Adventures. Fun for the whole family or why not your next corporate party? Trail rides are offered all year round and other options like pony rides and birthday parties for the young cowboys and cowgirls. Afterwards, you can relax and keep the party going in their large, comfortable lounge. Conestoga River Horseback Adventures, 519-888-6503 and horsebackadventures.ca. Are you looking for an encouraging church where you'll discover hope in God who truly loves and accepts you? Hope Fellowship in North Waterloo meets every Sunday at 1030, and the great coffee is only the first thing you'll appreciate. If you're looking for a safe place, a relaxed community of people who want to grow in the freedom of God's grace, welcome to Hope Fellowship, second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. Learn more at hopefellowshipycc.com, and they do have that great coffee. 
You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and I'd like to invite you to join me next Tuesday morning at 11.30 when our teaching time will continue. Or join us at 10.30 every Sunday morning at Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. If this show has been an encouragement to you, won't you help us spread this good news? Make your donation today by visiting stillgrowingingrace.ca. You can also catch up on past programs, watch YouTube videos of our talks, and download our weekly podcasts. Sign up for our email list and send in your questions. After all, no one has arrived, and we are all still growing in grace.